Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. There you can find us every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Almost 13,000 subscribers now post up on 5R. You can find our post-game show there hosted by Royal Shepherd. Also, I host before floor prior to every heat game. Also five reasonsports.com with the latest from Brady Hawk and others without a paywall. And you got to check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. So many of them are local, including our friends over at CPT of South Florida, which has been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud hosted phone systems and managed it. If you own a smaller medium business and you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs, you got to give TJ a call right now. He's been helping South Florida businesses save thousands per month. He can do the same for you with a cloud phone system. You can work from anywhere on any device. So for a free in-person consultation, call TJ at 954-966-2766. If you call now, there's a promotion that includes 25% off cloud phone service including free phones and the first two months of service free. So deal with an owner, not a sales rep. Give TJ at CPT a call at 954-966-2766, 954-966-2766, or visit the website at cptflorida.com. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I think this is like the 35th appearance, which puts him first on the leaderboard. Sedano, get your act together. He's Vinny Goodwill. He's Vincent Goodwill. He's Vince Goodwill. You can find him at Yahoo Sports. Lately, you can find him on his couch because uh, obviously a lot of the national NBA guys are not traveling. In fact, he's on his couch as we speak. Uh, Vinny, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. I don't know what should, what I should be insulted by more. The Sedano move over, get your ass together, or my uh, nice plush couch. It's a nice couch, too. It is a nice couch. I, you know, <laughs> if, well, if my camera was working, we'd be doing this on video, too, and throwing it on the YouTube channel. But nothing works for me. All right, let's get to it. Speaking of nothing works, the Miami Heat in game two. I'm the king of the segue. Um, Vinny, I'm bringing you on here, your national NBA for Yahoo Sports, but also covered Jimmy Butler in Chicago. And, and you you caught both of the first two games. And I want to get a little bit more of a national perspective of this, but also uh, obviously just starting here. I mean, Jimmy Butler said he was stupidly locked in for this playoff series. Just get me to the playoffs and I'll do the rest. It hasn't been all his fault. Obviously, we'll talk about Bam Adebayo, and that's primarily what he fans are talking about. But I think that Jimmy 
maybe skating a little bit with Heat fans because he has been so good because he has carried them for so long. But I mean, he was a minus 36 in game two. Um, game one, he was four of 22 from the field, but he it felt like he competed in game one. He just was inefficient in game two. It felt like everybody but Dwayne Dedman and maybe Goran Dragic checked out, uh, and Jimmy was one of them. So, I mean, you've covered Jimmy in some playoff series. What have you? What have you seen? Well, I think in Game One, the four of twenty-two number is kind of skewed just because it looked like he missed so much, like tips, like stuff at the rim that that just went went in and out, and just he couldn't maybe three on one possession type of thing. But he didn't have a rhythm. And usually those type of things can carry with a player like him from one game to the next. Like usually he can be feast or famine after a bad game. If after a 422, you're going to get 10 for 12, you're going to get what you saw the other night. And not so much that I don't think that everybody disengaged because they're done with this. I think they kind of like, you know what? This ain't our night. At some point we're going to recalibrate because they're hitting everything. We can't hit shit. Like, let's just recalibrate, get back to Miami and figure this out. Or, or they are shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. And that is worse. Like, I thought losing game one, and I tweet this out, and I don't know if people got it when I said it, but when they lost game one, I was like, this is not bode well for them. Not because I saw what happened in the game two happening, but I'm like, that's the game to steal. Yep. And if you're in Milwaukee and you got this sort of mental block against this particular team, they win a game like that, not shooting well, nothing from Giannis. Chris Middleton sort of takes a step into the spotlight. That looks better for them than it is necessarily for you playing, quote-unquote, well on the road, and it was going to carry over the game two. Game two, to me, I don't know about you, Ethan, game two, to me, was utterly predictable. It was to a degree. I, I'll say this. I, I think you've hit on it, and this is why I wanted to bring you on, because you know I said before game two that – Heat fans were, were looking at this from a very biased kind of myopic perspective where, where they actually thought, okay, if we just get, you know, decent Jimmy and Bam in game two, we'll win. But forgetting the fact that Milwaukee made only five threes the entire game. So it was mm-hmm. like Heat fans were expecting to kind of progress to the mean, but that Milwaukee wasn't going to. And that, that was always sort of a silly concept. I mean, I, look, they're not going to make 23s again. Uh, but, but, you know, they, they were one of the better three point shooting teams in the league. The bench shot the ball very well from deep this season. That's one of the improvements that they made. They got younger off the bench, which I thought they needed to do because I thought a lot of those older guys last year, whether it was Corver, Marvin Williams, and some of the others, you know, Robin Lopez, they kind of broke down, uh, mm-hmm. later in the year. I, I, especially, you know, in the bubble, they didn't perform particularly well. So I, I do think that he fans looked at this from a very narrow lens. Like, okay, if we just get, we just get usual Jimmy and we get like a more focused, aggressive bam will win. And obviously that didn't happen in game two, but I, I want to pivot back to Jimmy's uh, playoff history because I, I, I think that, you know, we talk about last year, he put them on his back, particularly in the finals. Um, he had a lot of help throughout the playoffs though, from bam, from hero, yeah. from Dragic <laughs> in particular uh, in the finals, he was kind of left out there on an Island and, and we saw what he did. He, he went toe to toe with LeBron. Um, I, I just wonder this right now, uh, everybody talked about Jimmy and, and the Tibbs minutes and all the rest, which I always felt was overblown because he only played 60 games in a lot of those seasons. It was only one year. He led the league in minutes. Wasn't as much as everybody said, but I do think that it's possible that Jimmy is honestly just mentally, physically, and emotionally fatigued at this point. Right. I mean, 
They played longer than anybody else but the Lakers last year. Mm-hmm. He had COVID this year, mm-hmm. uh, which kept him out. He dealt with an ankle injury. And and let's be honest, he didn't have a hell of a lot of help. I mean, you know, Dragic was not in there all the time, was not as good as he was in the bubble, you know, during this season. Hero regressed in some areas. Um, yep. None gave him some help, but, you know, I mean, later in the season, Oladipo showed up for four games. Bam doesn't look at the basket sometimes. Do you do you sense that Jimmy's just tired? I think it's an emotional, I think it's a physical tiredness, but I think Jimmy sort of plays through the physical tiredness. I think he's sort of used to that, right? Like he he's probably, he's one of these hard driving, it doesn't feel good unless I'm tired types, right? You know what I mean? I, I think he's there. But emotionally, that's a lot to sort of handle. The fact that you got to think the organization went after Kyle Lowry, didn't get him because of the snag with the holdup with Masai Ujiri wanting basically to sell you, wanting basically to get everything from you. And I think that trade probably could have rejuvenized him a little bit, rejuvenated him a little bit. I voted Jimmy first team this year because I felt like he played, he carried so much more of the load once he got back. Like that team looked lost without him. And I don't know if Mm -hmm. people realize how much work has to be done just to get this team back to the Mendoza line. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember how far under 500 they were. Seven and 14, I believe. Yeah. That's a tough, you know, people think, oh, it's the start of the season. You know, you can get back. But when you're recovering from COVID and everything Mm -hmm. else, and I know that it hit Jimmy hard. Like, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know, but it hit Jimmy hard. And it's, it, A, it's not supposed to hit someone, the science tells us it's not supposed to hit someone that healthy, that hard. So that mm-hmm. A means that you're going to work that much harder to get back just to be in yourself. B, that means you're going to have to work that much harder to get this team back to the Mendoza line and then hope that everybody else can get there. You look at the teams that played in the bubble last year. The Lakers had issues this year. Boston had big time issues this year. Denver just started to get it together because they had the freaking MVP and the most improved player. And then Miami. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that you got all four of those teams that played deep into October, then turned around and played in December having issues. And I think to some degree is coming out to bear. Now, my, the other thing is, dude, we talked about Bam and like, I'm sure Miami Bam is the big conversation mm-hmm. to me. He's not like, I think the space, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. that they're giving him is messing with his head because nobody's yeah. defended him like that. Not to, th- not to that degree. I mean, we, we saw over the years uh, that, you know, certain coaches, Popovich, Stan Van Gundy would defend LeBron that way. And at times right. it took LeBron a little bit of time to figure it out. I, I think the frustration for, for Heat fans is that Bam has the skill set. They're not defending him that way because he's incapable of attacking into space or making a mid-range jumper. They're defending him that way because he's not looking at the freaking basket. Like that right. that's and and so they've basically uh, the advantage that they sought out in this series or that that Bud and, and their coaching staff has gone after to their credit is they essentially figured that Bam was was not enough of an alpha to take advantage of it and so far they've been right. And and I think 
that has created problems for Jimmy because not only does he not have a reliable sidekick, but also if Brooke Lopez is going to camp out in the lane for 10 seconds, and of course mm-hmm. the officials aren't going to call it, there's nowhere for Jimmy to go. Like there's and I think that's the real reason. I mean, I think there were two reasons he shot nine threes in game one. One was he couldn't get to the paint sometimes. And then I think he got frustrated and he got tired because he was guarding Giannis. Uh, he didn't guard Giannis quite as much in, in game two, uh, but, but it, it didn't, you know, it, but, but it didn't really matter because they, they were right. so f- far out of it uh, at that point. I, I'll ask you this. I, I mean, I know you again are familiar with, with Jimmy as am I. Um, and, and I think both you and I, and then we saw the way that Bernie Lee, his agent reacted. Um, <laughs> I, I told you I was somewhat responsible for that. Uh, but, but this is your fault, Ethan. This is all your fault. <laughs> reacted to the whole situation. Uh, but, you know, the reality is, I mean, Jimmy's combative and we know that. Um, but the Heat like combative. And I know how Jimmy feels about Spolstra, but it doesn't mean things are going to be perfect all the time. Let me, let me ask you this question. If they don't get Kyle Lowry this offseason, which is what we we know that he wants, okay? And we know he wanted it during the season, and, you know, Masai just wouldn't budge. They went So the Heat pivoted to Oladipo. That was a, a roll of the dice that didn't work out. Uh, I don't think Vic will be back. I don't think Vic's a Heat guy, to be honest. I, and I, I just don't – I don't think he fits with Jimmy in that kind mm-hmm. of way. And, and also, mm-hmm. and now he's not going to be back till November at the earliest. And the fact that – it's getting out clearly from his camp that he's going to be back in November leads me to believe he'll probably be back in January or February. Cause I think they're just trying to, to keep him on people's radar for free agency. Yep. Uh, but, but with, with all that said, it, it, when do you see any situation with Jimmy where it goes sour? Oh, not, not with, not with Spo, not with, yeah, Spo, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. maybe with the organization, like not getting him the help that maybe he anticipated. I mean, if you think about it, his window is now, like, if you look at his age, you look at the miles on his body, he's 31. He's going to be 32 in, what, October, September, October, I think. Um, yeah, this is right at the window. You know what I mean? This is right, especially when you look at the Eastern Conference where the stakes have gotten so much higher, even, even right at the moment that Brooklyn started putting it together. Then they added James Harden. Now, you wonder how serious or engaged the heat were in trying to get James Harden or if, if Jimmy was kind of like, nah, we kind of don't need that. Cause he doesn't fit with what we do. I wonder something. I wonder a little bit about that. Maybe that's something I'll dig deeper into in the off season, mm-hmm. but you look at, like you said, our lottery thing didn't, it didn't come to fruition. Oladipo, he, things just haven't worked for him in a bunch of different places. Right. Now, my thing is, Pat Riley is 75, 76 years old, and I don't think he's lost the will or want to win. Like, there was steam coming out of his ears <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. So I, I think that he's still a very proud man. I don't think it necessarily goes sour, but I think Jimmy, even though it went sour in Chicago and it went sour in Minnesota, but think about the reasons it went sour. It went sour in Chicago because hey, what are you guys trying to do organizationally? You guys, you guys, not only can you guys not handle me, but you guys aren't going to pay me, right? In Minnesota, it went to, wait, who are you guys building around? And you guys aren't going to pay me. Okay, that's not necessarily the problem in Miami. Now, from personality conflicts, okay, sure, yeah. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy puts more pressure on the Heat this offseason, especially if they get bounced in five games or something like that. And it looks like, 
that they're a while away from challenging the top of the East. The last thing Jimmy Butler wants to see is the Philadelphia 76ers led <laughs> by Ben Simmons making the <laughs> NBA finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, I think think the Heat, <laughs> and I think the Heat have the wherewithal to go and get, like the league changes every two years. The league turns on its ass every two years. And I think Jimmy Butler wants to be at the front of the line the next time it does so that, hey, we can get more guys here so we can be back at the top of the East. All right, two, two, two questions, and then we'll close out with Vinny. Uh, again, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, does Jimmy Butler is an alpha. We know that. Should his mm-hmm. sidekick, whether it's a number one or a number two, be an alpha or more of a, not to use the word beta, but more of a personality that kind of lets Jimmy take control? What, what, what do you think would be better, ultimately? Because Kyle Lowry is an alpha. Uh, mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo is not naturally. What, what is a better fit for Jimmy? Is it the alpha? Yeah, I think so. I think I think there's this thought that people look at Jimmy as kind of like a bully, right? And people can't live up to Jimmy's expectations and everything else, and that leads to something. I think Jimmy wants someone to challenge him. Shit, part of me and Jimmy's relationship was based off the fact that I challenged him as a reporter, and I think mm-hmm. he actually liked that. And granted, I'm not his teammate. I don't have to work with him every day. But I think when you have someone like that, as long as there's, as long as the boat is sort of rolling in the same direction, I don't think he has as much of a problem with another strong personality, and I don't think that he should either. I think he doesn't want a wuss next to him. Not saying that that's Bam Adebayo by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but just because Jimmy is such an active, aggressive person doesn't mean that you have to put people who are subservient to that. Jim, I'm sure Jimmy wants to get to the next level. And also that means being challenged and you can't get there unless you are being challenged. And I don't think you can find a beta that would make this heat team that much better. Yeah. I think it's Kyle. I, I, I just think it's Kyle. Do you think Kyle has enough? Do you think Kyle has enough? I, I mean, I think he, it can be managed. And I think that, you know, depending if they bring Dragic back and they can manage the two of them together. I, I And look, Jimmy's not going to let Goran go without a fight. So right. I, I, I just, I think if you bring Kyle in, then, um, look, you're all in, in Jimmy's window. I think they were looking at it like Jimmy's window and then Bam's window. They might be slightly different windows, obviously in terms of age. Right. And that kind of leads to my last question. Jimmy's going to want an extension this off season. Um, right. I mean, would you give it to him? You max him. You don't, there's no questions asked. You give him as many years as he wants. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, I think it also, you have to think about, what are you going to do with Tyler Hero? Because this is year two and you make these decisions with those type of players after year three mm-hmm. and where he goes, if he's a part of the future, where he fits, all that type of stuff. And because Bam is not finishing in the top three of defensive player of the year, that takes his super max down. Right. You know what I mean? So you have a little bit more money to play with. I know the Heat traditionally don't like going into the tax. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that, you know, how that fits now with, with Mickey and everything else, especially with, the other businesses that he's gotten, you know, Mm -hmm. taking a hit, but I put it like this. Do I think that Jimmy's saying max me or else? I don't think he's doing that. I think because there's no towns or Wiggins here getting the same type of money. I think if you present a vision to him that says, Hey, here's what, here's what we want to pay you. Here's the room that we're leaving for us to get player X, Y, and Z for us to keep being this top contender then I think maybe you can find some way to do that and not have to pay Jimmy super, super max money. But I think if Jimmy comes to the table and asks for max money, then I wouldn't necessarily be too opposed in giving it to him, maybe on a shorter deal, as mm-hmm. opposed to max years, max money. 
you know, when we talked about Bam last offseason, we said, well, they can get him to wait. They can get him to wait. They can get him to wait. And he didn't wait. And, and I don't blame him for not waiting. Uh, but that's one of the reasons they don't have quite as much cash as they were going to have. And it's also uh, why the expectations on Bam are higher, even though he's not a max player yet, because I mean, he, he he's taking the burden of, of being a max player. Vinny, I'll, I'll let, I'll close with this uh, 10 seconds. You give the heat any chance to get back in this series. Dude, South beach does amazing things to road teams in the NBA playoffs. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of open now too, a little bit. It's as you know, uh, it's a little bit open. All right, Vincent Goodwill. We appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Yahoo Sports. Sedano, you're up next. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.